0: Welcome to Radical Wrestling with Robin Rich. My name is Rob. Here is my friend Rich. How are you tonight?
1: Doing good, man, doing good. Just relaxing how about you?
0: Also, also doing good. just chilling out. Um, I'm excited for this one. Like I said, I got a lot of notes. I got a lot of bullshit to talk about when it comes to wrestling, so <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: especially what's happened uh recently too.
0: I was going to say, yeah, I got I got Raw on the 21st, AEW, which I didn't actually watch AEW, so, I, like, okay. I didn't see that. I didn't see the whole main event with the parking lot brawl. I don't know if you watched AEW this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I watched the par- parking lot brawl kind of separate late because I, I saw Mick Foley. Um, uh-huh. He talked about it, and he was like, oh, this is one of the best parking lot brawl matches I've ever seen. Like, this is some I great talent. Too. And I was like, oh, I got to go back and watch this. But, yeah, I, I think when it aired first, I just um, – something happened i got caught busy and just ended up walking out the room by accident and i, actually, I think i did want to watch the show too i wanted to watch the i just accidentally missed it and then i was like oh i'll just watch it tomorrow and then i saw that mcfoley review and i was like holy crap i gotta I watch say this that, now. that
0: that actually works out because then you can probably do most of talking about the episode of aew and then i can talk about the smackdown episode yeah I and see. then as far as like thoughts in general i've got a lot of thoughts on just aew how it's been going and Raw and SmackDown. See, so, yeah, I feel like we'll be good. We can just go into it. Um, did you watch Raw?
1: Yes, yeah, I watched Raw. At least most of it, yeah.
0: Do you want to start with Raw? Or? Uh, uh, Yeah, sure,
1: let's or start what with do you Raw. Wanna, what,
0: what did you want to start with?
1: I was going to just go in order. SmackDown was first. So was just, or no, AEW was first, huh? Um,
0: SmackDown was on the 18th. Oh, yeah, AEW was first, yeah, because it was on okay. like
1: the 16th. Uh. So, yeah. Yeah, let's go with AEW, and then we'll go to SmackDown and Raw.
0: Yeah, and that worked, cause then we could do one AEW then two of the WWE's in a row so yeah
1: All right. Uh, so AEW Dynamite on the 16th I thought it was a decent show um, nothing on it that I really hated too much uh, the first match was Hangman Adam Page versus Frankie Kazarian I believe is how you say his name uh, I Actually,
0: they, I saw that match
1: yeah and that was a pretty good match actually I liked the whole thing too with Kenny Omega um, coming out and just doing commentary on it it kind of Almost like seems like are they going to team up again, or is this just going to lead up to a feud and it just kind of leads us into not knowing where it 's going to go and I like that um, it's you know not very predictable, and especially from these two guys who were just a tag team uh, they of course broke up because they lost attacking the titles, and we're trying to see where this team is going to go but you know, Kenny Omega is not going out there and beating him up after every match or interfering in matches. He just comes and doing commentary. And that's where it kind of leaves that questionability of what's going to happen next. Like, you know, of course, I'm thinking a feud. I just feel like that would be a cool feud to see, but who knows? They might just become friends again. And maybe not a cool tag team to champion style or champion status, but, you know, it's just at least become friends and stuff like that and help each other out down the line.
0: Yeah. Um, I think – I also can't tell if it's going to do – I don't think they're going to team back up, but I can't tell if they're going to feud or not. I almost feel like – I don't know. I I think they should. Well, I don't know because I think um, everything that I've heard and read says that they have a lot of stock in the futures of Omega and Hangman, so I feel like having them feud might not be great because then one of them has to lose. And, yeah, I, I heard it somewhere that they apparently have really, like, Everyone in that company thinks that Hangman can be a, a a top guy, like a really high drawing top guy. So I I have heard that they've got some big plans for him in the future. So I'd imagine they don't wanna kill him. Or I mean not that you would die Ah. Sorry. Not that you would die by losing to Omega, but so yeah, I also can't tell if they're gonna feud or if they're gonna what they're gonna do. Um one thing that's throwing me off, and I actually have this written down too, which I guess this involves the Young Bucks, is I can't tell who the fuck is turning heel in the elite <laughs> or who's staying face. Like they're yeah. all turning and they're all. I have no idea what's going on. Like I think Hangman's the only real face left because the Young Bucks are kicking people now and paying fines and Kenny Omega's being uh, real reserved and. It, yeah, it's, it's weird. I can't tell who, who who's going which way. So I think that's all pretty interesting. I think they do a really good job at. Um, I think they do a really good job at subtleties. Like in WWE, there's almost no such thing as a heel turn without an attack, a full blown attack. Whereas in AEW, they do little subtle things, like Kenny Omega leaves the building or he does commentary and then leaves right away. You know, mm-hmm. they don't they don't have to push everything in your face. They do things slow and subtly, and they take their time, and I like that. It makes you have to pay attention to detail, and I think that's a a good trait that they have.
1: Now that you say that, I was just thinking about this as you were talking. I'm, I can't even remember the last time they actually called themselves all, like, the elite, really. I mean, I know there was when uh, the Young Bucks kicked out Hangman Page, or he was like, you're not elite anymore and stuff like that. That was, like, the first time in a while. So I'm wondering if they're just trying to kind of disband them, but not really say they're broken up, like – down the line, if they needed to team up with each other, they would. But I feel like they might be disbanding them, putting them separately, just so they can shine on their own, and they're not just stuck in an elite group or the group elite. You know, they're actually out there trying to do something bigger. Because now I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, they haven't all really been in the same ring with each other in a long time. I mean, I know we later on out down the in the same card we got Jericho and uh, Jake Hager. You know, teaming up. They've been kind of close but everyone else has kind of been separated or doing their kind of their own thing, which is kind of cool. It kind of shows uh, or it kind of lets everyone shine on their own and not just like say, there's some complaints about everyone, you know, just hanging on to Jericho or like teaming with Jericho to get bigger and get their name out there more. And instead of them just like relying on Jericho, they're going out and doing their own thing. So I was like, that's pretty cool. I like that a lot.
0: I I think um, just my personal opinion, I think they should break up the elite and not use that word anymore i don't know it's kind of funny you know they named the company all elite so it'd kind of be like in wwe if they had a faction called like wrestling entertainers you know what i mean like
1: yeah it,
0: it just makes it seem like uh i feel like it should be one or the other and since they chose to call the company elite they should just leave that to being elite and then not refer to anyone in the roster as elite i don't know if that's a stupid idea on my part but it's just i don't know something i was thinking
1: Uh, i i think it did get old because at first it was all about like oh uh we're the elite because we're all elite wrestling you know like they were like trying to promote the group more and they were like you know we're all about uh all elite so that's why we're the elite and things like that they were trying to be like the top dogs of the company early on so i kind of got it but yeah it just got old it's like i'm tired of hearing it and stuff like that And then it it was kind of cool too when Matt Hardy came back and his whole thing was delete the elite. And I was like, all right, that's a cool rhyme. But then it still just got old and finally over like, you know, like I said, all those guys aren't really teaming up with each other. So I think everyone kind of got tired of it. Uh, Next was I just, (laughs) so I put MJF versus Jobber because I couldn't remember the guy's name. and I didn't feel like looking it up and it was, you know, that match was a straight Jobber match. It was just MJF look good. And I think we talked about this before. He's a great heel. He is. And, and like, at the same time for me, I don't like him. But I like that I don't like him because he's doing a good job. Like, he's a great heel. He knows how to talk and get on that mic really well. And then, yeah, this is just a jobber match. It was just because he lost uh, against John Moxie. They want to show that they're not burying him. And they're, you know, he still looks good. And it's going to do bigger things in All Elite eventually. And I, I think he will. I think eventually. he's I think he's pretty young, too. So, I think I read he was only, like,
0: Twenty-three 20.
1: is what I always right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was twenty-four, I'm, but yeah, you're right. Twenty—that's so young.
0: I hate hearing that because I'm over here at twenty-seven, and this guy's twenty-three on <laughs> TNT wrestling. And yeah, no, he's he's really good. Um, I think it's funny that you said that they had to come out and beat a jobber to show that they're not burying him. I think that's almost kind of sad. It shows like the uh, what seems to be like the mindset of wrestling fans that you can't lose a match to the world champion without people being like, Oh my God, he's buried or Oh, he's dead. Like he's fine. He lost to the world champion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a bummer, you know, back in the day, I feel like people used to go on losing streaks and then would still come out stronger. You know, Mm -hmm. nowadays someone loses one match and they're buried. That's why I don't usually like to use the word buried, but sometimes it is necessary later in this episode. I am going to talk about someone that I think is very fucking buried. But anyways, <laughs> um, let's continue
1: on. Yeah, so then that, I mean that was an okay match, like I said, that's whatever. Yeah. Then we had the Jericho Jake Hager versus Private Party match, and that was another whatever match for me. Um, it just went out there to show that Chris Jericho and Jake Hager are now going for the tag team titles. That's really I was going to
0: awesome. say. How do you how do you feel about them going for the titles?
1: I don't mind it as long as I guess they lose. I just don't think. I think I think it's more of just uh, this is just a work. To get other people to look better. And I think mm-hmm. that Jericho and Jake they're going to win some good matches. I do think that. I think they're going to put them in some crazy matches like with some crazy teams or whatever like and they're going to pull off good matches but they're going to lose. And I think at the end of it they're going to lose and it's just going to make that whoever the champions are at the time when they fight them it's going to make them look better. So say it's FTR and FTR holds it for a while and then they eventually um, go against each other for the titles. I do think that FTR winning would make them even look better than they already are, and especially because you know Jericho's all talk. Especially lately, he's always saying he's the best and best and whatever. So it would just prove a point that they're well. One, they're not killing uh, Jericho or nothing. Obviously, I don't think they'll ever bury him or kill him off. Mm. But he's just going to show all oh, this guy who thinks he's the best. Well, these other guys just beat them and stuff like that. Or even if they do win by cheating, you know, I think it would. uh eventually whoever took those titles off them will even get a bigger, uh, like jump on their stardom and stuff like that. So say Jericho and then beat FTR and then later on down the line, uh, I don't know, the Lucha bros or Jurassic express, one of them beat them. Like, it's just going to make them look even better. Like, you know, cause you know, these guys beat FTR, but then the new guys are going to beat Jericho and Jake Hagger. Like that's just gonna make them look even better
0: do you like private party because i can't help but think that they're a way less cool version of street profits from wwe
1: <laughs> thank you i, I'm just, I felt the mm-hmm. same way i i feel like i think that's all the street profits first so i think yeah they're just and didn't didn't private parties come out with cups or something like that too in the beginning because i remember there was that one episode with uh um, jay and silent bob or jason muse and kevin smith where they were on there promoting jay and silent bob reboot And I want to say they came out and tried to give him like a drink and a cup too, or something like that. It was something along those lines. And I was just like, yeah, they're not that cool. They're not that one thing is they're not good on the mic like Street Profits. Mm -hmm. Street Profits, they're just hilarious. And you know, it's kind of like going back to like the rock days where like they're, you know, he was hilarious whenever he got on the mic and he said something. But at the end, like you're like, oh, these guys are actually really good though. Especially like in ring, when you see the Street Profits, they have better chemistry and everything like that. Well, yeah, I'm not too big on private party. I'm like, they're whatever tag team. And then. Pretty much. And then the next match, I think it's probably my favorite match of the night, was the Thunder Rosa match versus uh, Evelise, I believe her name was. Did you, did
0: you hear the rumors about that match? No. Um, Everything I've read and heard says that they have beef backstage and that they were. The match apparently looked very stiff. Apparently they were actually hitting each other.
1: Oh, oh, I'm not.
0: Yeah, I didn't I haven't actually read anything. I've just heard other things that I've listened to. Um and so that match was not a blast for either of them. So I wanna go back and watch that match.
1: See, I thought it was cool. I liked it. Um I, I think it was just come, I'm becoming a bigger Thunder Rosa fan as yeah. like time's going by and I think I'm just rooting for her more. So then seeing her win just got me even more happier. I probably should rewatch the match too, just to now that you say that i want to see everything um but yeah i thought it was a cool match and I'm, I'm not like this this card tonight wasn't an a plus card anyways so it's like you know that being my favorite match it still kind of says something since everything else was just pretty good like you know nothing amazing happened and then the last one was or not last i'm sorry second last was when moxie and lance archer Finally met face to face and they kinda of have that brawl in the stands for a bit. And then I think Brian Cage comes, helps him out for a little bit, and they're like beating him and then Will Hobbs comes out kinda of to save the day and backs up Moxley.
0: I saw some of that. Who is Will Hobbs to John Moxley?
1: Uh I, I Will Hobbs I believe just got hired by Ollie very recently. So he's kind of a new guy. I don't think Why
0: is there a reason that he's out there helping John Moxley? or?
1: I really don't think so. I mean, at least from what I've been watching lately, I haven't seen them at all talk about each other, tag team with each other, nothing like that. It's all just uh, he's coming out, helping him. And I thought, it was, I mean, it was an all right segment. It was just one of those kind of throwaways that they're just trying to beef up this feud. So at the next pay-per-view, it looks good.
0: But
1: mm. uh, Once again, like we talked about before, I'm not a fan of Lance Archer, so I really didn't care about it. I was kind of like, hurry up, get this feud over, let Moxie win so we can get another feud going.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Lance Archer, he just doesn't do it for me.
1: Yeah. He's He's just just, a big guy.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Brian Cage either, honestly. He's like a thing. I I feel like – I think I mentioned it before. I I just – I'm not a big fan of how they do their big men in AEW, it seems like. Um, You know, I think – I think Luchasaurus really might be, I would say like the best looking big man in that company, unless there's someone else that I can't think of right now. But yeah, I don't know. They just, I don't know. I'd agree with Another that fan.
1: too. I'd agree with that too, and especially because Luchasaurus is a little bit more agile. You know, mm-hmm. you see him like jumping over top ropes and doing uh, moon salts on the like groups of people or people just in general. In that uh last pay per view, he goes on the turnbuckle and jumps. I mean, he misses, but he jumps into the crowd or of like the wrestlers right there and falls like right there just shows he's agile he could do stuff yeah the other big guys they just use the as powerhouses and i think they need to find more luchasaurus types where they're powerhouses but they're also gonna do some crazy agile moves and stuff like that yeah exactly um and the last one was the uh parking lot brawl match now that match was really good um like we said before uh, i watched it the day after it aired because i accidentally missed it when it aired and wow, that, the, like, mostly, like, I want to say, like, the ending was just really good when they're just using the car on each other and, they, you know, they're doing salt on top of the car uh, or, like, uh, I forgot who it was, but someone was in the hood. Uh, I don't remember the Santana Ortiz, but they're, they're inside, like, where the engine is, and they put the hood on top of them, and then the best friends go and do a moonsault on top of the hood to squish them in between. Like, that was just tight. Like, you know, like, things like that. And then uh, I think one of the best friends uh, gets power bombed on top of the car, too. I mean, that was just all good, and they were selling it really well. And I'm sure it hurt, too. Don't get me wrong, because it weren't. it's kind of hard to, like, you know, fake being thrown onto a car and stuff like that. So... They were sounding really well and if they weren't sounding they were really in pain they did it really well match ended great i loved that match that was probably not that, I, I know i said Thunder Rose is my favorite but I, no this was definitely my favorite i totally forgot that i wrote that down on my list for this match and yeah that I, was I, great
0: i need to go and watch it um it's funny i'm gonna name drop right here but i've heard two reviews one from the man himself, Dave Meltzer, of course, and then one from Jim Cornette, who I I think I've told you I listen to for comical purposes. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I heard that Dave Meltzer was thinking about five stars for the match, and then of course Jim Cornette tore that match apart, and I don't take Jim Cornette's word as seriously as his fans do. I, this I isn't think.
1: real wrestling. What, do you, what yeah. do you want? This isn't real wrestling. Put him in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's,
0: so, he's so funny. I understand <laughs> his point of view. He likes his old school. I am that way with music. You know, I get that way with music a lot. I like the old school stuff and people that try to do new school stuff. I'm like, that. you know, it's not real music. I get the same way. So I understand it. But yeah, it's funny. He, his his uh, review on it was really funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I want to go back and watch it. I I usually uh, find myself, when I listen to his reviews on matches, especially AEW matches that he'll hate and he'll destroy, I'll listen to his review, I'll laugh about it, and then I'll go watch the match and find that I actually really like the match. So if anything, I listen to his reviews to find matches that I do. like. Usually if he hates it, that means I'll probably like it. So So I definitely want to go back and watch that match. Uh, I heard it was one of the great parking lot brawls out of all parking lot brawls in wrestling, really. It sounds like it was really good.
1: Yeah, and it was definitely. Uh, yeah, like you said, best one in recent years for sure. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that good at all. And even if you want to say that um, uh, the Elite versus the Inner Circle match, even if you want to bring that into it, like, because technically that wasn't a you know a parking lot brawl, but it was still like in the stadium brawl. And that one was really good too, but it, I don't even think that one held up to this match. And that was five versus five. This was two on two, like you thought – you would think the other one would be way better with five or ten people in a stadium, you know. But it was still – both were still good matches, but this one was, whoa, just – and especially for a TV like Dynamite. This, like, th- when I watch it, like, this should have been on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I think it would have stole the show if it was on a pay-per-view. But yeah, I think that's all, it, it for AEW.
0: Right on. So then you had to go to SmackDown uh, on the 18th. Match of SmackDown on the 18th was – Cesaro versus Grand Um <laughs> It looks like Cesaro won.
1: Obviously. It says
0: Cesaro had Shinsuke <laughs> with him, and Grand League had Calisto and Wednesday Dorado, so I'm sure there was some interference. I didn't watch that match, actually. Um, I can't get into those, any of those people. And I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura was so cool, and they just ruined him completely. I feel like he was really one of the best unique guys they had on the entire roster. And they just destroyed him and did him no favors. And I feel bad for him because I really like Shinsuke Nakamura, but I can't even say I care about him right now.
1: Yeah, like when he first got introduced, I was like, the first episode, I was like, this dude's kind of weird. Like, but I don't know if mm-hmm. I can get into him. And I watched him more and more, and I started liking him more and more. And yeah, like you said, he was like his own character, his own person. He came out doing weird stuff, his old entr- entrance and everything like that. Like, it was tight. And then, yeah, now they're just te- having him team up buddy-buddy, I feel like because they don't know what else to do with him. Even though they can do so much, it's just in their eyes, I feel like they're not, they don't know what to do with them. So they're just throwing them in tag teams.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. Um, So after that, it wasn't a match, but I did see this and it was hilarious. Uh, Matt Riddle did a little, it was like a vignette kind of promo. It was called Know Your Bro. And he explained why (laughs) he says bro so much. And he goes on to explain that one word the word bro can express every emotion and he goes on to say he says bro angrily he says it happily he says it confused he says it confidently it's hilarious i like matt riddle um i think he's funny he's just he's funny um after that we had a moment of bliss with nikki cross um nikki cross asked her about her whole thing with the fiend Alexa Bliss got kind of weird, and then Lacey Evans came out, and she is apparently a heel again. And uh, I was going to get to that later, Uh, thoughts about Lacey Evans and how she kind of seems to be going back and forth a lot. Um, So then they had a match, Lacey Evans versus Nikki Cross, where Nikki Cross won. I have never been a big Nikki Cross fan, honestly. Um, And Lacey Evans, I liked her better as a heel, but I feel like they've already kind of messed with her a little too much. She's gone back and forth too much for me to invest, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I've never been the hugest fan of Lacey Evans. I mean, she was good as a heel, but I don't think they gave her enough time to stay as a heel for everyone to enjoy her as much because, like you said, they flipped her so many times. They made her face again after that. And then, yeah, she didn't play that great of a, a face, and now we're just dealing with another wrestler they don't know what to do with. So they're just trying to keep her name out there and keep her in action, and so we don't forget about her At the same time, it's like we don't really like her, so we don't care if we forget about her right now, at least. Who knows if they change her up later on and she actually has a good storyline? We'll probably, you know, change our minds. But for right now, it's kind of like they're just throwing her out there and they're just like, hey, go do something. Go make, I know, (laughs) go do something exciting. All right, bye. (laughs) And until you do something exciting, we're not going to put you in another title match and stuff like that. Exactly. And Nikki uh, Nikki Cross, I liked her when she had that. the, that teen. Yeah, yeah. I liked her in that. I didn't mind her because they were all kind of crazy. They all, um, you know, went off each other. And mm-hmm. that was cool. I didn't mind that at all. Um, but once they, they separated them, I was over it. Uh, I, I didn't think she did that great of a job on her own.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I, I definitely liked her better in Sanity if I had to pick one. But, um, yeah, she's kind of just doing whatever now. Um, After that was another kind of vignette, kind of promo. It was Paul Heyman narrating the history of the Samoan family with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. It was exactly what it sounds like. You know, a lot of old pictures and videos of them as children hanging out with wrestlers back in the day. After that, it went on to, and this is one of those things I want to talk more about after we talk about SmackDown and Raw, but they had an interview with Sasha Banks in a neck brace. Uh, She was at the Performance Center and I don't think she should have been on TV at all. At least they had her in a neck race and said that she was injured. But like I said, I, I want to talk about that more after all this because I think they should have kept her off TV. Definitely. I watched um, the promo.
1: I think it, it popped up on my Instagram. I think, and that's why I watched it. But yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. At least they had her in a neck race and said that she was injured. But like I said, I, I want to talk about that more after all this because I think they should have kept her off TV. Definitely. I watched Um, the promo.
1: I think it it popped up on my Instagram, I think, and that's why I watched it, but yeah.
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Um, It was obviously cool because it's AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Um, The finish was actually really cool. Um, Sami Zayn went to roll up AJ Styles, and he grabbed a handful of tights, and the ref caught him and broke up the pin. And seconds later... AJ Styles grabbed Sami Zayn for a roll-up, grabbed a handful of tights, but the ref didn't catch him, and AJ Styles got the pin. He cheated better than Sami Zayn cheated. And then of course that turns into a a big thing. You know, Sami Zayn knocked down A.J. Styles and Jeff Hardy came out and beat them both up. And yeah, I think that is really cool. Uh I guess that or Clash of Champions, they're going to do a triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship.
1: Yeah, I read about that, and that's actually pretty cool. Um party mm-hmm. in general, in a ladder match. It doesn't matter who it's against. I feel like it's going to do a good match.
0: <laughs> and the fact that AJ Styles is in there just makes it even better, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> and then the next match, I'll just go to the last match, and then other stuff we can talk about later, um, was a Samoan street fight and it was Roman Reigns and Jey Uso versus King Corbin and Sheamus. And obviously the winners were Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Yep. Uh, after the match, it was pretty cool. The whole Roman Reigns smiling at him and then his face changing and he was very angry. I think I think that's going to play into his heel turn even more. Like he's going to turn to the next level. Uh, right now he's not 100% heel, but I think once he beats up Jey Uso at the pay-per-view, it's going to get even more heelish and that's something else i wanted to talk about too after all this so yeah that was smackdown um i thought it was pretty standard like it wasn't super special it wasn't you know it wasn't bad it was just kind of an episode of smackdown which is unfortunate it seems like that's how a lot of their tv shows go nowadays they're just kind of there you know
1: oh definitely all right then we got a uh, raw now after this yeah. last one. So well, you
0: about, re- do you have the results or do you want me to grab them again?
1: Uh, I have some of the results already. Um, okay. Except for like the promos. I didn't write any of the promos. So if I skip promos, sorry.
0: I was going to say, I should have skipped the promos and the SmackDown one because that's so we can talk about when we start giving general thoughts. But yeah, just the matches is all we need.
1: Yeah. So um, it was uh, Selena Vega <laughs> versus Mickey James. <laughs> I feel like Mickey James is just becoming a jobber again. She has that longevity or longevity and you know she's been there for a while she had some great uh, title reigns don't get me wrong the Trish Jadis feud was great back in the day with her oh now, well, yeah yeah that was st- that was probably top feud next to Trish and Lita um, but yeah like I think they're just using her for a name and I have a lot in my notes out.
0: about Mickey James when we're when we move on to that yeah it's, yeah it's such a bummer
1: Um but yeah Selena Vega won we get to see her and Asuka I'm not too excited about that uh, I've never yeah. been a big uh, Zelina fan, so I think the only time I actually really like cared for or liked her life here was when she played, uh, what's her name in the Fighting with My Family movie? She oh, played, when she uh, played Paige. Yeah, when she played. Uh, no, no, she didn't play Paige. She played um, who did Paige beat for the title when she first? Oh, played uh, AJ, AJ Lee. A- yeah, yeah, she played AJ Lee, and I was like that was one have, time I, have... I was like, oh my god, oh, that's cool. She's playing another wrestler, and she kind of looks uh, almost you know, at least the body. You know, and everything like that. Like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> like, That was the only time I really like liked her or cared about her.
0: I have a really big crush on Zelina Vega. I think she's really attractive, but I hate to say it. That's about it. I think she's a really good talker. I think she's a good heel, like talker yeah. or manager. But as far as her wrestling, I'm not too, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm not crazy about her skills in the ring. Yeah. And then, next was the triple threat for the number one tag team uh, contender. Oh, yeah. draw it in Angel again. Uh, we'll do this. I love the Street Profits. I'm sure they'll put on a good show, but it's just another match. What's this feud been going on like three or four months now? And they just mm. keep losing. It's like, all right, we get it. Bring on another tag team. So we can just go past that. And then yeah. uh, we had the Cedric Alexander versus Apollo Cruz. This is another throwaway match. But I do want to say one thing that I had a little bit of gripe about with it. Yeah. I think they should have thrown Shelton Benjamin into this match instead of Cedric because Cedric uh-huh. just became a uh, heel. He just turned heel. They should have gave him uh, I feel like if they were going to throw Cedric in this match, they should have had Cedric win. Um, I think Shelton Benjamin, he's been in the Hurt business for like a month now. I mean, him losing wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And so I think they should have thrown him in to take that easy pin. Uh, that's my only gripe with it. Other than that is just to throw away whatever match. I really don't care about it. <laughs> And then we had a uh, oh raw underground, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm just gonna say. I'm sorry, I hate this raw underground thing. Uh,
0: I've I got some things about that. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, if you want to watch, the notes. if you want to watch uh, fighting like that, go watch UFC, MMA, something, because we obviously know it's not real hits and stuff like that. And they're just throwing Braun Strowman in there now because he's big, throwing him under, oh, like God. throwing him in the trash basically. That's basically what they did. They were like, "Hey, you were a, uh, you held the world title, but now we're gonna throw you in the trash." And here's a raw mm-hmm. underground. <laughs> and then last was not <laughs> the freaking retribution reveal. God damn! <laughs> what are you doing, WWE? That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. <laughs> I've got a lot
0: of yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff about that too. Oh my um, god!
1: Yeah, I don't even know what to even say about that. Uh, just like when I saw it happen, I was like, "What did these guys just watch Mad Max Fury Road like yesterday?" And they put on masks because they want to be cool. Like what happened? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
1: But yeah, maybe I'll say I really didn't. I just thought it was dumb. The first thing I thought about it was like, yeah, like I said, these are some they just watched Mad Max Fury Road and they went out cosplaying as it on Raw. That's what happened. And then I was kind of bummed too, like they beat the Hurt business. Not I think mean, we talked about it. We don't really like the Hurt business, but they've been getting a lot of traction lately. And yeah, you know, getting better and better. Um, and then they just kind of fall to the retribution. I don't know. I didn't really like that. I think it would have been I, I thought of-
0: that was I thought that was really lame because I know we talked about how we're not too big on the hurt business, but this could have been an opportunity to make us like the hurt business. I thought it would have been pretty badass how they had to, how they came out, they offered up their services. You know, we'll protect you guys, you gotta pay us. This is what we do. I was like, okay, you know, a lot of hype. They're hyping themselves up, and then they just get beat up, and it's like, oh, and uh, uh, of all people, by retribution, like you said, some guys in cosplay masks.
1: Yeah, and it, then yeah, and then I also one thing I thought that was cool too. I think it would have made us like the hurt business, is because when they were like, oh, you got to pay us to protect you and things like that, it brought me back to the APA days. Remember oh, they used oh, to yeah. have that, and they would be, people would come to them, pay them for the protection and stuff like that, like. I thought that would, even think
0: about that. Yeah. yeah that that, that would have been really
1: cool. That's what came right into my head. And I was like, Oh, we have like second APA. And I think we talked about last episode where there was that rumor where Farouk was supposed to actually join the hurt business and then something fell through and he didn't. Mm. So like, it just brings it back to that more like they really were trying to make another nation, I guess. And APA combined with the hurt business and it just never fully um, got there. And yeah, when I heard that, I was like, dang, you got the APA again. Okay. This um I'm kind of with it. All right, that's kind of cool. But like, yeah, like you said, they just got beat up and nothing ever happened after that. Yeah. But yeah. Or I thought it would have been cool too, if like, say, like, they kind of like had a draw, I guess you could say, like uh, there was no winner or loser. Say like they just gotten kind of in a fight and then wrestlers and referees broke it up. Oh, I yeah. I thought that would have been a better ending because it would have showed both of them, you know, are strong and or fighting, you know, none of them lost. I think that would have been a stronger ending, too.
0: Yeah. I think anything, yeah, pretty much, like you said. Uh, McIntyre versus Keith Lee.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry, I totally forgot about that. No, it's um, all good. Yeah,
0: honestly, it doesn't matter because Randy Orton interfered and it just kind of was, yeah, exactly kinda, what we thought it would have been. Yeah. yeah and I, I like that like like Keith Lee is getting a push this soon. It does kind of worry me, though. Because we've seen what happens when guys get called up and get that push right away, like Finn Balor, and then they just get dropped off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. It makes me think that, you know, maybe Vince likes Keith Lee right now, but in a month, maybe he won't, and then he's just going to be. And I've never been a big Keith Lee fan, I won't lie. But now I am. They've really gotten him over on me. And, yeah, I hope they don't just drop him in a month and let him, you know.
1: Same. Or even say he doesn't get this opportunity at Clash of Champions to be in it and things like that. I hope they just don't forget about him. Um, I do think – I do think we need a Keith Lee versus McIntyre clean fight, like a clean match. I, I think with no interfering or uh, generally just no interfering or no DQs or whatever. Like, you know, even if they have like a, a brawl match, a uh, parking lot brawl or something, you know, crazy, as long as it's just them fighting each other and then it ends clean, I think that's just what we need. Um, we don't yeah. need a dirty ending again, especially from Randy Orton. We already know, you know, like how he is. We don't need that again.
0: Exactly. I had a random thought uh, with AEW. I was going back and watching old matches with people in the crowds, and I really like Chris Jericho's entrance, and I really like how the fans do the whole singing along thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was wondering, because I haven't made up my mind yet, as if I think he, I don't want to say deserves it, but no one's really ever had the like the thing of fans singing their entrance music other than Vince McMahon. So, I mean, that kind of puts Chris Jericho on a Vince McMahon level. And um, I think that's really cool. I just haven't decided yet. You know, I feel like there's a lot of people that say Chris Jericho is either one of the greatest or possibly the greatest. And some people don't even put him at that top level. You know, it seems really, there's kind of a divide. So I was wondering what you think. Do you think Chris Jericho is uh, one of the greatest or do you think he's just a really high-card guy. I don't know.
1: I will say he will be one of the greatest, I think, Mm because he doesn't look like he's going to clock out anytime soon. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. he doesn't look like retirement within the next five years or anything like that. And I think he'll go down as one of the greatest just because of how much I believe he's – at least from what I've seen and read, he's helping everyone else out. Mm -hmm. And that's why – He did great in WWE. He did great or kind of good in WCW, you know. I feel like he really shined though in WWE. And now AEW, it's almost like it's his own company. Yeah. And he's helping out so many people and even like fired or released people from WWE. He's helping them out again. So I think he'll go down as that. Not so much for his wrestling skills. Yeah, that's just how I feel about it.
0: That makes sense. I can totally agree with that. I like that he shows that he's willing to help out the younger guys, and Mm -hmm. he's willing to take a loss to someone like Orange Cassidy. And yeah, I think he'll go down as as one of the greatest, too. I -hmm. think, yeah, he's still got some work to do. I don't think he's clocking out anytime soon, just like you said. Yeah, he'll be there for a while. So, next thing I had, uh, more AEW. I've been reading and hearing a lot about people starting to talk about this, and I'm Close to agreeing with them, um, do you think AEW is in danger of signing too many WWE guys or ex-WWE guys? I think um, I think yes and no. Um, I say no because honestly, who else? I don't want to say who else is there to sign. You know, there's wrestlers all over the world, but as far as getting people with a name and that are worth, you know, a lot, where else is there really to You know, WWE has been the only company in town for so long now that you know who else are you going to sign yeah as soon as somebody leaves that company you, you better pick them up so um yeah I feel like they're close to being in danger of it but I don't think it's detrimental I think they can still you know I think they can still sign enough people from other companies to where it won't be too much of a problem
1: yeah I feel the same um, I don't think they're in danger quite yet it's not a WCW versus WWF thing back like mm-hmm. Monday Night Wars thing like back in the day uh, and I think, too, AEW is more signing – I guess you could say the undercards and stuff like that from WWE. I mean, yeah, we had uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho and stuff go there. But uh, the newer hires are were like more like mid-cards or maybe jobbers and stuff like that for WWE, and they're finally getting their name out to AEW. So that's why I don't find it that bad. And then they're still putting them against – uh, rising AEW stars or even teaming up with rising AEW stars and so I think it's kind of helping it right now but yeah eventually it could go bad if they keep doing this and then they haven't really like I said the top dog they haven't really like you know like it'd be one thing if they just went out and like bought Roman Reigns and bought you know The Fiend you know and stuff like that like say like they just went and bought them out and like in some bid like contract bid war then I'd be like okay all right you're you're getting a little out of hand here but them taking the big cards, I don't find it a big deal or anything like that.
0: I was actually just going to say, I almost feel like that's kind of what I'm waiting for. Like, I feel like that's what we need almost like for them to actually grab one of those guys, like a Roman Reigns or a Seth Rollins or a, cause I feel like that was where the big deals back in. Like when WCW got Hulk Hogan, it was like, holy shit. So,
1: and then they got Macho I, Man and then you were like, Oh shit, it's Macho Man. Yeah. So, yeah. And
0: it's Like you said, they got John Moxley and they got Chris Jericho, but those guys, in WWE land, they were never actual top guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I still wanna see the day they grab like a like a John Cena or a Roman Reigns. Not that they'd ever grab one of those two, but I think they need to get one. You know, I, I guess people are talking about Brock Lesnar. I don't think Brock Lesnar will ever go to AEW no. ever. <laughs> no. Not yeah. at all. I, I think that's one what you even think about.
1: Because one, Vince has the money. He's he's you know, what's a they're gonna offer him what, five hundred million? Vince going be like, I'll give you a billion. Don't you yeah. don't even have to wrestle. You could just sit on your ass for a year. I'll give you a billion. All right, let's exactly. go.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I th- I think um I think they do need to get that one top guy. And that would just kind of – I don't want to say would we'll solidify the war, you know, whatever, but I think that would be kind of cool to see that. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about Mira so far? I, I had written something about how I think his angle, the whole storyline of him coming in with Kip Sabian being the best man, I think it needs to – Something needs to happen. I'm sure it will. You know, I have faith in AEW. All I'm saying is, if we watch this and all that actually happens is a couple of promos with them having a wedding, that's going to be really lame. So I'm hoping something. I'm almost hoping maybe even like Miro attacks Kip Sabian at his wedding or something. You know, something cool has got to happen. I feel like.
1: We're see you Miro in a match already. I think once we see his uh, entering skills again, we'll be back on board with them. But yeah, right now it's kind of more of a joke. Um, I was mm. happy when I saw him signed. But oh, of now I'm seeing like this kind of joke persona and I was like, no, nah. I mean, at one point in, in when he had uh um Aiden English, remember we forgot his name? Was, oh, like, yeah. was it? Aiden English, when he had Aiden English, he was kinda of scary. He came out with the you know, he would scream after the real yeah. Day song, he come out screaming like kinda of look he was mean. I think we just need that again. Uh I
0: I I, I do like a sense of humor, but yeah, I think yeah. we need ang- we need angry Miro. Yeah, and or just totally like right.
1: just, just throw that fear part of him or that part that shows like He's, you know, scary, basically.
0: Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask, I asked you about it over the phone and told you, let's talk about it now. I think Braun Strowman is 100% dead. And honestly, like I said, I hate the word buried, but I think it's very suitable to say that Braun Strowman has been buried officially. And um, I think he's fixable. I think everybody is fixable. But I don't know what I would do to fix him because they've done so. You know, they've already had him go through the phase back in twenty sixteen or whatever it was, and he was beating up jobbers every. You know what I mean? I, he's buried. I don't know what they can do about him now. And he was on Raw Underground, like
1: the trashiest freaking segment ever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but uh, yeah, I kind of agree at this point right now. All the only thing I'd even think about it that can save him is maybe I don't know. We don't even have Eric Rowan anymore in WWE, so last thing he made the fiend bring back the family and stuff like that especially with him having sister abigail well alexa bliss's sister you know, i think mm-hmm. like that might be the only thing to kind of save him would be to go back and team up with bray bray's on such a high streak and everyone loves him maybe bring him back to the team with him or something i don't know that's really the only thing that comes first to mind at least other than that yeah once i feel like he got thrown in raw underground and all of us don't care anymore he was a monster man big guy he's at all the matches you can think of against Brock Lesnar um yeah, he beat Goldberg I mean what else can he do with this guy you know we, yeah. don't, we don't have Undertaker anymore so he can't go around on I don't I don't know who else basically he could top or it um, would have to be a long time too so he got to the back I feel like if they did try right now throwing him back into like a world title match again I think would be bad for him yeah. Um, I think they would just have to build them up and just keep doing single matches. Maybe make a not a title feud or title feud, sorry, but just a feud in general with someone random, and then just move it on from there.
0: Um, speaking of the fiend, I have. I guess this is more like a, a booking idea, kind of how I would do it. If everything or the rumors, if the rumors are true and they want to do a babyface fiend, I think the way they need to do that is. Now that Alexa Bliss is doing her whole obsession with The Fiend, I think they should position The Fiend as kind of like a rock star cult leader. And Alexa Bliss should be like his top groupie, honestly. I think that'd be the coolest way to make The Fiend a face. Um, oh,
1: oh, oh! actually, or even like, um, did you ever watch The Dark Knight Rises? Yes. Remember how uh, Bane, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, the character's name. But oh, then yeah, you had yeah. The girl, the girl yeah. yeah, that like kind of like, you know, was the boss. Yeah. But everyone thought Bane was the boss. Maybe something oh, like so that.
0: Alexa Bliss is like the brains of the operation. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then the Fiend would, would be like the muscle, and but still smart and still doing everything good, just like Bane did. But something honestly, on those lines I think would be cool.
0: Honestly, you're thinking way too high IQ for WWE. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> Can I say that? Because that would be really cool. That'd be like some crazy plot twist shit. If yeah, it turns out Alexa Bliss has been behind the Fiend the whole time. That yeah, that would be really cool. I think something like that is what they should do. Because I really like the whole Alexa Bliss. I hope they actually kind of pair them up at some point, not just keep them separate and obsessed with each other or whatever.
1: They have to. If they uh, don't, th- it's going to be so stupid. It's going to be I a waste of storyline.
0: I think that would be how you get Babyface Fiend is by making him like a rock star cult leader. As of right now, he is kind of culty leaderish, but make him like the rock star. Um, what else should I mention here? I think Roman Reigns is still kind of being a little bit of a babyface. I know he's a heel. <clears throat> But I think they're almost, unless they do it on Sunday, I think they're still kind of afraid to turn him all the way. heel. you know, he's still taking care of the Uso. He's still taking care of his family, which is kind of like a baby face thing. But at the end of SmackDown, when he made the angry face at uh, Jey Uso, I thought that was cool. I think at the paper per he needs to completely destroy jay uso and like completely turn heel 100 percent go all the way with it like destroy his cousin and leave Mm -hmm. him in the dirt and take off that's how they should do that
1: um yeah like he went like roman reigns wins but he still pulls out a chair at the end just hits him one more time or something just to put him down again and then walk out
0: don't say a word just walk out yeah exactly um i have to complain i have to complain about retribution um Holy shit. So they show up on Raw and they're talking about how they signed contracts. That was the big thing. WWE signed mm-hmm. Retribution to contracts. Okay, so now they work for the company that they hate and then they started talking about how all the wrestlers are driven by money. All they care about is making money. Yet these guys just signed fucking contracts <laughs> for money.
1: Or, yeah, And then on, the com-
0: on commentary they kept talking about how oh, now that Retribution is signed they can do whatever they want on Raw. They can run roughshod on Raw. Like uh no i'm pretty sure once you work for a company you have to follow the rules like whenever i get a job uh when i used to work at target i got hired and i had to follow their rules that's not how it works oh my god man this retribution thing is killing me they're like i
1: I would say i feel like they're just trying to make like another dx another rebel group you know nwo like just another rebel group but they're not doing it well at all and we thought i think that's what I, in my eyes i thought that was the hurt business like i thought there were another faction like heel faction like um back to dx nwo the nation uh every other one that came to um I thought how that that's what they were doing with them but now they're moving the movie it's they're trying to do like an
0: invasion thing and they're doing terrible at it
1: yes it's horrible um it makes you cringe
0: and then you had mentioned and i really liked your point about this they cannot they cannot do the whole Eddie Guerrero Dominic custody thing with Rollins <laughs> and Mystery, whatever they're doing. I really, really uh, hope they don't do that. Uh, and I really hope that they actually do the thing where Ray's daughter falls for Murphy or Rollins. I think that'd be really cool if she kind of betrayed Ray for one of them. But, yeah, as soon as uh, Seth Rollins had that clipboard or whatever he had and he said something about Dominic not being his kid, I was like, oh, my God, they are not doing this right. I hope they were like yeah. – jo- I, ho- I hope they forget about it. I hope they were joking. I don't care. I just – they cannot do that. That would be horrible.
1: And it would be cool with um, Ray's daughter and uh, Buddy Murphy just because it's like when we and Juliet type thing. I think that would be tight. And then maybe after that, we can move on from this feud and they can go on to better things.
0: I didn't even think about, like, a Romeo and Juliet. That'd be cool, like, if Seth Rollins doesn't approve of it also. Yeah. yeah, That would actually be kind of cool. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, um, And
1: now that's all Rollins has is Buddy Murphy. So it's like if he loses him, he's on his own. So it's like, okay, what's going to happen?
0: And then um, you you talked about it for a second. They completely ruined Mickie James, which I felt like they were building her up. It seemed like she came back from injury. They were building her up. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe we'll see her go against Asuka. And then Zelina Vega beats her. Like, what do you mean? It was terrible.
1: This veteran, this, you know, 10-plus-year veteran.
0: And she's still really good.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, she's still a great wrestler. I'm just like, like I said, they're just killing her. They're just using her almost as a jobber because of her name. Yeah. And it sucks. Because I would like to see her, at least least in a title match. I don't think she's, uh, in my eyes, yet a title holder. But, right now she's like, you know, she got brought back. She won that match against uh, Natalia. And, was doing good, and I was like, "All right, this is cool." And then also just loses to Vega. I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess never mind." I thought you guys were bringing her back into wrestling and back into the base, but I guess not.
0: Yeah, it just seemed like they were going to finally at least at least give her a good opportunity, like a good program with Oscar. Um, yeah. All I really have to say about the last stuff on SmackDown, back to SmackDown, Jeff Hardy, Sammy Zayn, AJ Styles, it just uh, is awesome. I think that ladder match will be great, and then um. I think they should not have had Sasha Banks on TV. Like I said, at least they had her only do an interview in a a neck brace. But I think they should leave her off TV for a long time, let people miss her, have Bayley go wild beating up other people. And then I don't know where Sasha Banks should come back and will pass or something. But so I'm hoping they can keep her off TV, you know, because she needs to be injured. You know, Bayley like really – Bayley fucked her up and she needs to be injured.
1: Yeah, like that would be cool if she wasn't on TV – last week, wasn't on TV this week, and then just say at uh, Clash of Champions, uh, Bailey beats Nikki, and it's, like, matches over, but she's still beating Nikki, and then Sasha just comes and saves the day. Like, that would have been tight. We hadn't seen her a couple weeks, and then she just comes through the day, and then we know what's going to happen kind of next, like, the next few weeks. Exactly. So that would have been tight. I agree.
0: And, yeah, those were all my Talking points right. for the
1: three shows. All right.